Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. I am Tommy D, sports director at the Tennessean, and you are... Gentry Estes, sports columnist at the Tennessean. We're breaking down the doors, and we're breaking down the scores, and we're we're right now Adam Sparks, who is our Vanderbilt beat writer, has got a broken down car, and uh, so we're doing this uh, without him. Um, we're going to be picking every SEC game against the line, as we have been doing this year. We use the BetMGM odds, or line, for each game. And uh, last week, I, I was triumphant almost with a two and four record. Do we, do we have to talk about last? Yeah, week? we we will. But I'm forty four thirty eight and two. Uh, Adam uh, won the week with a three and three record, and he's now forty forty two and two. So I'm the only one about five hundred because you went a brilliant one and five. And you're 21 and 24, and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you're 21 and 24. I was wondering right. that, too. Honestly, I would have. Uh, I, I need to look at that a little closer. But the um, thank, thank goodness for Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that came through for yeah, you. The yeah, team I had that the, one right. The team with a wide out for a quarterback. I think I think the highlight of my week was picking uh, Notre Dame over Michigan as my pick of the week. So Yeah, that went well. <laughs> I can kind of see where you were coming from because Michigan always loses the big games under Harbaugh. But I guess Notre Dame's not a big game this year. Ooh. Ouch. Um, Adam is six and three on his picks of the week selections. I'm five and four, and you are uh, in keeping with your overall record, two and four. Yeah, not so good. Um, you know what? The, the pick of the week thing. Um, I, I end up overthinking myself because you, you go you, the, and to explain that to our listeners that haven't tuned in before, we each pick a game which can be an SEC game. Um, but doesn't have to be. Generally, hasn't been. I think this week is the first week, which we'll get this to. This week is going to be, and that ties to my point here. Yeah, but it's like look, we look at all the lines and say, you know, if I was going to bet on one game, you know, this is the side I like, and this is the game I like. So it's that, also, I can, that's gone everywhere from Hawaii to Miami. So, which is why I don't bet. Completely transparent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nor should any of us. But uh, if one thing that has mainly held true is if when we're in agreement on a game, you should bet the other way. That's you with the NFL. Yeah, that's true. Well, we won't talk about that. That's a totally different <laughs> thing. But we are using lines, and as we record this on Tuesday afternoon, if a line changes um, from when the line we list is not the one that uh, your bookmaker or uh, offline or on, or in country um, betting. Uh, Bet making place uh, has a different line. It's because it changed, or because they offered a different line. So let's start with Saturday's games. We have um, Texas at Texas A and M. No, wait, Texas San Antonio at. I wish it was Texas Texas A and M. Yeah, it would be Thanksgiving already. Um, used to be a traditional game. A and M at home. Kyle Field is giving thirty eight and a half whopping points, and I think they're good for every bit of it. I, I, I don't. I don't think they're great. I think they're way better than Texas San Antonio. There's a point where I'm never going to give that many points, mm-hmm. and that's close to it. When you get near 40, yeah. that's a lot of points. So You have the backdoor cover against the third team. Right, and it's not like Texas A&M is this 
dominant like powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. So it's not I, Nebraska of the nineties, early nineties. I, I just don't see how it could. It could. I, I hate games like this, and mm-hmm. I would never bet games like this because, like you said, there's too many variables. You'd be fifty points better than somebody not winning by thirty eight and a half because right. the circumstance. So you're taking USTA. And the 38 and a half. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of points. And so is Adam Sparks. So I'm in the minority. I'm all alone out on that limb. Um, let's go to Jacksonville, Florida, where they're having what – I'm trying to remember because I specifically seem to remember when they, they tried to make this not the world's largest cocktail party. And so it was Michael Adams. Tried to, like, tell everybody not to use yeah, that. Yeah, the former school president at UGA, Michael Adams, didn't like that. Uh, Good plan. Didn't work. They still call it that. <laughs> I've sat in traffic for hours outside that game, and it is a pretty large cocktail party that causes that. Yeah, um, I've never been to that one. Um, why don't you tell us what that's like a little bit? Because you have experienced a, it's a good that. bucket list kind of game. If you hadn't been, I think you should. I, it's, um, you know, if you remember the Alabama Auburn games from back in the day mm-hmm. at Legion Field at Birmingham, how the 50, how the 50. stands would be split right down the middle. It's mm-hmm. like that, uh, and it's it's it's. Honestly, I covered Georgia for about five seasons, and this game was a pain in the butt. It was, because it was hard to get. There was no good ways to get to Athens from Athens to Jacksonville, Florida. It's all back back roads. It's a six-hour drive. If you try to get into Athens, it's kind of back roads. Yeah, too, but, but this is, you know, and if there's a road trip you don't like, you usually don't have to make it every year as a beat rider. You had to right. make this one every year. Right. And anyway... Uh, that's here nor there, but it is an interesting game. It's a good traditional SEC game, and it always falls on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, all my friends that used to cover Alabama would watch this game because it's always Alabama's bye right. week. I'll, I'll keep an eye open. And it's this this decides the SEC East right here. I mean, this game's going to and and uh, I, I heard Tennessee was still mathematically in it. I don't believe that, but that's what I heard. But they lost to both these teams. Right. So they're barely mathematically. I, I, like if both these teams got put on probation and were no longer eligible, Tennessee would be somewhere in the mix, but probably not in front. But if you're Georgia and you win this game, it, it makes up for the loss to South Carolina. You then get the tiebreaker ahead of the division. You're, you're, you're positioning. If you lose this game, you're out of it. Yeah, you, yeah definitely. Although the race pretty much. I mean, not maybe not mathematically, but practically. Well, in Florida, too. Florida lost LSU, so yeah. they're both in the same kind of situation. Right. So, big game. Always a big game, this one, but it's a huge game this year because I think Florida likes their chances a little bit better. If it, as somebody who's who's been around Georgia's program a lot of years, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that Georgia's been dominant in this series because it was, was for so many years the other way, yeah. was Florida in this game. Even some really good got Georgia a real, teams. Kind of an inferiority complex. I think you got in their head. This is a tough. This is a tough game for for Georgia, though. Be, Florida's about an hour and a half from their campus. Um, I, you know, there was a push recently to try to move this thing from Jacksonville, and they're not going to do it. And I think there were some Georgia people that wanted to play it every other year in Atlanta mm-hmm. because that would be the the comparison right, as far as how far it was geographically. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a weird game. It's always a lot of strange things happen. End of the day, Florida. I take Florida. And Georgia's giving three and a half points, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not 100 percent in love with what I've seen from Georgia lately. No, um, starting with that South Carolina game, but even since it's like, it's like, it's like they really had trouble kickstarting this thing again, and they were rolling downhill, and now they're kind of slowing down. And I mean, they still got a good defense. Their offense doesn't seem to be meshing. And Florida, I think, 
is improving on offense and has a really good defense. So I'm with the I'm with the Gators myself. I, I agree with that. Adam didn't agree with us though. No, Adam Adam picked Georgia, which he has seen up up close because uh, they play Vandy in the opener here in front of a really lively crowd of Georgia fans and a couple hundred, well maybe a few. Yeah, you know, Georgia's Vandy offense fans. wasn't that dominant in that game. No. And I, Jake Fromm generally is a guy who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but he's not making a lot of big plays either. But if you if you look at it, this is a team that lost at home to South Carolina, who was twenty points worse than Tennessee yeah. the other night. Um, and this is a team that barely beat Notre Dame at home, that got blown out at Michigan, as we've discussed. So there are a couple trends here that show you Georgia may not be all that yeah. right now. We're, we're, I, I won't say they've been exposed, but they are not the team i think a lot of people thought they were going into the season and they should be better if you look at what they have out there they should be better yeah like six former quarterbacks starting in the nfl or elsewhere in the country it seems like everywhere i look every time i turn on a game a former georgia quarterback's looking pretty good and and really this game has always tended to to steer towards florida florida usually has the advantage in this game and i you know if you're getting three and a half sign me up for that yep got another interesting game um mississippi state which has had its troubles on the road in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and that's a tough place to get to. It's a tough place to play. Mississippi State's given seven and a half points, and by by that I mean tough place to get to. I think it's a a tough travel for the visiting team. It's in the middle of nowhere. Usually, not going to have many of your fans go, as opposed to the bustling metropolis Mississippi State's used to being in. Well, at least they can drive <laughs> to some of their games. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's even. even I'll tell you a story about Fayetteville, Arkansas. There was a time in Arkansas history, and you can look this up, where it came down to Fayetteville and another city, and I'm forgetting what that city is. And one of them was going to get the state prison, and one of them was going to get the university. And the other town chose first. Because <laughs> they figured that, I don't know about all this education stuff, but, you know, there's still, we're always going to need a prison. There's jobs guaranteed. So, wow. so that's how it worked out <laughs> in, in Arkansas history. We are all taking Mississippi State, given the seven and a half, because we're convinced Arkansas is just not very good. I'm convinced Mississippi State isn't either. But yeah, I, I didn't I, know which way to go on this. That half point really kills. I me. agree. That seven and a half, I didn't like that a lot either. Arkansas is the kind of team that could slip up and yeah. kind of play well here when you don't see it coming. But I wouldn't bet on this game if I were a gambler. But if I did, I would buy the half point. I don't know if you know how that works. You can pay double big mm-hmm. and then get rid of a half point, and I would feel better about it. This where, is where I might uh, have a push. This game is the encapsulation of an SEC West that is not as good as it used to be. No, yeah, absolutely it is. Um, speaking of which, at least half of which, uh, Ole Miss, an interesting team because they've shown off some sparks here and there of, of being competitive at Auburn, which is I'm not convinced this Auburn offense is all that. Um, and Auburn's given 18.5 points coming off a, a loss to LSU. And um, amazingly, we're all in agreement. Tell us why. Uh, Auburn needs their running back back. I think not having Whitlow's hurt them a lot, especially in a game. And they're coming What's off. What's his first name? He's got a real weird first name, doesn't he? Bowie Whitlow. Bowie, yeah, something like so, that. Yeah. Um, I, I think the uh, – and they're coming off an absolute war at LSU. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. so it could be tough for them to get back, but Ole Miss just isn't very good. And all oh. Auburn can – score a lot of points against a bad defense auburn has a lot of, a lot of speed out there they've got a big play receiver and seth williams um bo Nix did not look very good last week at quarterback um i think that's a 
starting to see some freshmen in him, but I just don't think Ole Miss is good enough to take advantage even at 18 and a half I'll points. Tell you, you can put a fifth-year senior down there against LSU, and I mean, you, that, yeah. that's a tough spot. That no was doubt. a tough game. I thought Auburn actually played really well. As part of me, part of my going one and five was unwisely thinking LSU would cover that spread. Which, mm-hmm. As soon as I started watching that game, I said, oh, nope. Good, good game. That's it probably was. the best game of last week to I watch. I immediately thought that mattered. I didn't get that right as soon as I started watching that game. Auburn stood toe-to-toe with them. They're, they're a very good two-loss team, in my opinion. Yeah, and this is a game where I think they would like to flex their offensive muscle and show they can still score lots of points and have some razzle-dazzle and some fireworks. And Ole Miss might be the team to do that against. Agree, especially at home. Okay, so we move along to Knoxville, Tennessee, where <clears throat> where the Vols are rising. Um, UAB at Tennessee, the Tennessee given 10.5 points and feeling pretty good about themselves right now. Can we just point out at this moment that <laughs> – South Carolina, who just got beat by 20 in Knoxville, is a bigger favorite against Vanderbilt than Tennessee is against <laughs> UAB. Spoiler. <laughs> I, you know, UAB's good. They're a good team, but I went with them for one of my illustrious picks of the week earlier this year. You, you still can't get over it. And they got beat in Bowling Green by Western Kentucky. They should, you shouldn't be losing to Bowling Green. Sorry. Right. And so. I don't forgive UAB for that. And I think Tennessee is playing pretty well. And if they were ever going to take this game lightly, Georgia State probably took care of that already. You would hope. Yeah. You would hope. Um, they, I've been around teams in the past here and there that would be the arrogant enough to lose to the really bad team and come back and thump their chest because uh, they've had a few good weeks and think, well, we, you know, we don't. Now we're, you could see it. Now you we're who we it. thought we were. You could see that. And I'm not saying that Tennessee loses. Tennessee wins this game. I am taking UAB. And I'm taking the points just to hang in there. That half point really looks good here. Because I don't think Tennessee's really like, you know, three touchdowns better than South Carolina. I think it was a little fluky um, how that played out. And, uh, you know, I think they've still got some quarterback health issues and other issues. And this might be a little more of a button-it-down game. Uh, I don't care that they lost to Georgia State because it's still kind of one of those sandwich games, one of those trap games where, yeah, they're looking at a bowl now, and they're feeling pretty good. They won a game. Still, still no excuse, but Georgia State's about like UAB this year. I don't think year. they're as good as UAB. Well, I think it's – They're having a really rough season. I think Georgia State might beat Western Kentucky. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that should be a bowl game. I hope so. I want to see that one. Again, no excuse for what happened it. with Tennessee. Not, not that I'm – when I say I want to see that, I don't mean I'll actually watch it, but <laughs> but I think it's a good It probably idea. will happen in yeah. the Bahamas. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Uh, Adam has taken the Tennessee Vols. So um, let's go ahead and do the Vanderbilt-South Carolina game, and then we'll do our picks of the week. South Carolina and the, at the state fairgrounds in Columbia where they play their home games. Given 14 and a half – got so many of these half-point games, This every one of them. I think every line in the SEC has a half point, and some of them are on that. That line has since gone up. 14 and a half. Well, we're going with what we got. This is, this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. So um, good for us. But uh, 14 and a half points, you know, you're, you're certainly more comfortable if you want the South Carolina side at 14 and, or 13 and a half, just like the 10 or and a half or the 7 and a half or the 3 and a half. It's always a half point that's on a scoring type number, so to speak. I'm giving 14 and a half, and I'd give you I'd give you four more if, if I had to to take South Carolina. I'm I'm not. I think Missouri made Vandy look really good when Missouri may not be very good. Now we're starting to see that. 
and I don't, I just don't know that Vandy can sustain anything. Um, and I think South Carolina's probably mad. Um, I don't know that they have as much to play for as they would like to have, but it's not like they got a championship took taken away from them. And they're still a good enough team to play a pretty good Georgia team nose to nose. And I think ultimately South Carolina will pull away late and win this game. That's all. It's all fair. Um, I, I, I'm I took wrong, but I took Vanderbilt in this, and I feel fairly confident about it. Although you shouldn't, because I went one and five last week. <laughs> um, I I feel like this screams letdown for South Carolina. That was that was a bad night in Knoxville, and you're not going to get up to play Vandy. You, you yeah. probably and, and 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 I'm and I'm just saying, I think this could be a tough week to keep the attention of your team and keep them hungry. It could go the way you're saying, but I think it's going to go the other way. And I think you got a Vandy team coming you're off a the bye. psychology, and then you got a Vandy team coming off a bye week with confidence they haven't had all year, right? With some pretty good playmakers that we never saw enough of, and then all of a sudden they figured something out against Missouri. I agree with you on Missouri. Yeah, I handed to that running back. Yeah, right, and. Uh, I I hear you on Missouri. What they did in, in Kentucky shows something something's wrong there. But it's a huge win for Vanderbilt, and this I, they may not win, but they're going to get close. So fourteen and a half is way too much for me here. Okay, okay. Well, let's move along to our picks of the week, and I'll I'll start. By the way, uh, Adam Sparks also picked Vanderbilt. Um, Adam's pick of the week is Middle Tennessee State MTSU giving two and a half points at Charlotte. And uh, he knows that league pretty well. He covered MTSU some years ago. So I think he has a feel for these things. But then again, last week he picked, I think, against MTSU, and then they won by a lot. So I don't know what that tells us, but that's his pick of the week. He's going Blue Raiders. Uh, Why don't you give us yours? I went with Vandy for the pick of the week. Wow. All those lines, all those games across the country. I, I took a look at quite a few of them, and I truly believe 14 and a half is too much. I, I saw South Carolina in person on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I've seen Vanderbilt in person. I think they can hang with them, and I think Vanderbilt is the kind of team that when things start going poorly and you're playing them at home, the crowd turns on you. You'd almost rather be on the road, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just got. I've just got a feeling I'm going to be at that game. So uh, yeah, you'll 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 get to see what you whether you're right or not. Text me because I'm probably not watching that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, anchor down and all that. So my game, my my pick of the week is a team that I think is pretty good, physical football team, Utah, giving two and a half points at Washington. I don't like that road part of it. But I think Utah is significantly better than Washington. And I think Washington is not your father's Washington or your big brother's Washington. And I think Utah's going to have a year sooner or later. I really like their coach, Kyle Whittingham. I think they're going to have a year sooner or later where they win that league. And generally, Washington's kind of the harder-nosed teams in in most of its games in that conference, and they are not in a spot. Where's that game in Seattle? Yep. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like. But I got the right side here. I think I got the better team. And so I am going with the Utes. What is a Ute? That's a famous line from a movie. 
My cousin Vinny. Yes, right. So anyway, um, that's our picks, and that does it for this edition of Breaking Down the Doors. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com. If you haven't already, to follow our Vanderbilt coverage, and uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. You can drop us a review if you like what you hear, or if you don't, and a rating while you're at it. Um, for Gentry Estes and the absent Adam Sparks, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back doing this again next week.